Oh, God. I'll tell you what, I've never played so bad in my life. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 235 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and do you know what I realized earlier? You terrible puns? If you had a 10-ton hammer, you'd yeah. happily use it to cleanse my existence. Oh, I would, yeah. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> yeah. But I'd have to be able to pick up a 10-ton hammer, which already... Think, think how big you'd have to be to pick up a 10-ton hammer. Yeah, but sometimes these puns rage you so much that I think you'd have the strength to pick it up and just hit me in the in the head with it. I was doubting that until you just did that bit as well. And now I'm pretty much sure I could pick it up and fucking turn <laughs> you into a dust. Anyway, this week's guest is vocalist, guitarist, songwriter, and soon to be a massive British metal legend the fantastic Debbie Goff of Harriet. Yes, and it's summer festival season, baby! Our festival shenanigans officially start this weekend at Slam Dunk, and there is no heavier band on the lineup than Heroit. Since relaunching as a band with Debbie in 2020, the metal world have been losing their shit with their take on hardcore breakdowns, hellfire <laughs> vocals, and killer live shows. Everyone from Lamb of God to comedian Ed Gamble has been singing their praises, and at the forefront of all of this is Debbie's combination of guitar skills and vocal ability. She's already featured on the covers of magazines, labelled a modern-day guitar hero, and is an ambassador for Jackson and Marshall, so you know she can shred our faces off. So... (laughs) <laughs> we thought uh, this would be a really nice time to pick up brains about these mad experiences, look ahead to a very busy summer, and how you've become their newest fan. Yes, I am a big fan of Harriet. Absolutely crushing. I was lucky enough to see them play at 2000 Trees last year when Raiders played. They were fantastic. Well done, Trump. They are fucking storming the scene at the moment. 
I follow Tim Hilliabrook as well, a uh, former Architects member who now works uh, for Gibson and Jackson and stuff. And Ooh. I see him posting about Debbie now and again. So, yeah, it's uh, it's class. It's great to see the fucking the rise. I think it was always going to happen. And if you haven't checked out Harriet Metal, what the fuck are you doing? If you like metal and you don't know about Harriet, <laughs> where you be? <laughs> They've had a lot of success from their EP they released last year called Profound Morality. And I've known Debbie for years. We go way back. And it's just so wholesome to see all these mad shenanigans happening for her and the love pouring in through in the industry. And throughout this conversation, we're going to talk about her guitar journey, how all that began, uh, getting to jam with her favorite band of all time, Lamb of God, overcoming self-doubt, seeing Harriet merch on TV, riffs you shouldn't play at guitar shops, and how Harvester is the best place for good news. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that bit. (laughs) If this is your first time listening to Sapling Podcast, please don't make it last and check out some of the other episodes that we've already recorded um, from all walks of life. We've had wrestlers, comedians, film stars, metalers, pop punkers. Is that a thing? Probably not. Emos. We've had emos. (laughs) We've had gothics. You know, we've had the old range. We've had the old range, really. We haven't had any chavs. Have we had any chavs yet? Ooh, uh, well, okay, arguably, but I don't want to name names. Go on. <laughs> Ooh, mouth there, mouth there. No, they're not chavs. Ah, uh, okay, nah, they're not chavs. <laughs> no, nah, that don't count. But yeah, um, we will do, though. We should get, um, who can we get on, yeah? <laughs> Endubs. Oh, I'd love a bit of fucking Endubs, yeah. You'd love, you'd love Dappy on here. Yeah. Um, I'd like MC Local. He's a Cardiff-based MC. He's fucking brilliant. Um, Richard. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, check out uh, the other episodes. If you've enjoyed this episode and at least two others, you are legally, not legally, obliged to sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Also, give us a follow on our socials at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and we've got a TikTok, but we don't fucking subscribe rate and like where possible please do we'll be at slam dunk festival this weekend covering getting interviews and podcasts for future episodes so make sure you subscribe and you can check all of that when it happens uh, but without any further ado this is debbie goff on episode 235 of sapnin podcast sapnin i like this one Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sapnin! 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 Yes! <laughs> a little shy one. It was a shy one. But this week's guest is Debbie Goff of Amazing Harriet, the British Titans who are scaling and taking over British metal. How are you, Deb? Oh, that's a very nice lead up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really true. well, thank you. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Yeah, we, well, we just talked just before this. I'm trying to book vans um, for this weekend um, because somebody's let us down. So, uh, yeah, it's stressful, stressful, um, anxiety-ridden. But this isn't about me. This isn't about me. This is about you. How are you? What's news? What have you been up to lately? Really good. Really, really good. Just come back from a lovely first headline tour, so... Really, really good. We got slammed up this weekend, so it's all going up. <laughs> been a really busy period for you lately, just constantly on the road. It seems is it just being hard to uh, separate life from in the van to outside of it sometimes? It's one big mush. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one big mush, um, but that's the way that uh, I've always wanted it to be. So I'm stoked to be here. Very hectic, but that's just. Uh, that's just the way it is and the way I've always wanted it to be. So Nice. Well, how was that first headline tour? That must be crazy for you. Very, very crazy. Very crazy. It was wicked. It's a nice thing because you'd think that most of the people there do actually like your band, so it's nice to feel as though <laughs> there is some hope um, and there's people out there that, that do want to come to the show, so that's that was really, really cool. That was something that just kind of blew me away a bit, knowing that because it's your show that people definitely, well, you'd think like you. <laughs> it was a really, really good time. Nice. Any nerves before it? Were you worried about people maybe not coming out? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We were really, really lucky that four of them were sellouts as well. So that was Wow. Really Congratulations. Good. Yeah, so that was that was a really nice thing to have going into it because we knew that there would be people there for at least one of the shows. I knew there there were people there for the other two, so fantastic. Like kind of been just being in bands for years now, like it it felt really mad to go and play headline shows with the support there like that. That was really, really nice. Mm. <laughs> And then to come off that and do something like Slam Dunk this weekend must be quite 
a nice and a mixture of things because you're a really heavy band. We're getting to play like a, a, a kind of pop punk emo festival. That's yeah. be really cool and, and see the reaction people have given you already in the build up to it. Yeah, it's a festival that I didn't think we'd ever get to play really. But with Knockfest, once we're in the stage that we're on and, you know, um, people like Malevolence and Sea Space Cowboy and Static Dress playing, it doesn't, doesn't feel that outrageous for us playing now that the lineup's confirmed. But I think initially I was a bit like, really? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I was kind of like, Oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's see what people make of us there. Yeah, Harrowit and Bowling for Soup together at last. The dream. The dream combination. The dream team. <laughs> the dream team. <laughs> From girls all the bad guys want to uh yeah, to straight into her straight into Harriet's set. Like, oh that'd be amazing. Imagine if you were on did the A and B stage and you were next to each other as soon as Bowling for Soup finished. Oh, oh be amazing. <laughs> I love that. I would love that. <laughs> there we are, Ben Ray listening next year. That's what we need. But Debbie, there's so much I want to talk to you about throughout this conversation. And you and me go way back of just kind of being yeah. friends on social media and keeping yeah. up with all the mad projects we've uh, been, been up to over the years. But since Heroet relaunched with you in it, it's been so amazing to see all the mad opportunities you've had and be so wholesome about it. I mean, there's so much Aww. bucket list stuff you've achieved that we'll talk about throughout this that is insane but there's just seemed to be so much constant support within the industry and reaching new fans and especially some of your idols over the years have you been able to let it sink in at all is it all just mad experience after mad experience or is it just one constant loop at the moment i mean how, how has it been since launching this properly and and the journey so far I think it has been like, it's very generic to say, but I do think it has been a bit of a whirlwind just because there's so many different things that have happened in a short space of time. I'll have like evenings where I'll come home and now like be sat on my sofa and I'm like, <laughs> but I try not to have those moments too much because I don't want to feel too self-indulgent about it all, to be honest. <laughs> I don't want to let it things too much but yeah there's there's been loads of bucket list stuff and the uh, the quick amount of time like it, in quite you know like not a lot of space it's all happened in as well yeah it's been overwhelming in the most amazing way <laughs> um, definitely so how did the idea first get together because you've been on the scene in other bands and just playing guitar for so many years the guys were doing the band before you joined and kind of just like relaunched it and, and wiped everything online. How did those initial conversations start? Was it just something in the works for a while or did you guys just kind of meet somehow? Yeah, so uh, years ago, I think seven or eight years ago now, uh, we both played a show together uh, when it was in a different band and we got on really, really well. Uh, it was just like instant, really good friends uh and then we went on a weekend together and then we started going to festivals together and uh hanging out and when they'd be in birmingham i'd obviously go out to see them and they'd stay around mine and vice versa and i'd be in bristol and then they were kind of talking about they were thinking of having another guitarist 
I think I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure whether this was going to be for Harry or for a new project. So I'd messaged uh, Airhan one day and was like, oh, do you fancy doing like a side project together? And then he came back and was like, wow, do you just want to join Harriet? So I was really <laughs> so. I feel like I can say this now because it was prior to me joining the band, but I really, really mean it so sincerely. Like I'd look forward to seeing Harriet. They were always like, those three were always the best like band to watch. So when they were like, do you want to join Harry? I was like, hell yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, get, me, get me in that band. I'd love to, yeah. So it just it just all kind of works out from there, really. And obviously, me being from Birmingham and the guys being based in Bristol is a bit of a challenge sometimes. But, but it's all worked out, really. Yeah. <laughs> that was like 2019 when I had my first practice with them. And uh, obviously now, in four years, so... <laughs> And what a four years it's been. And speaking of those bucket list things you've achieved, I think we've got to really start um, with this just mad love story with Lamb of God. (laughs) Because they have been your favorite band for years, right? But somehow it's gone from that to Mark being one that's openly supported you throughout your career to you then being shouted out by the band and then supporting them and jamming with them at Soundcheck. Please just <laughs> tell us all about that. Uh, I feel like it's, I feel like this one's a fever dream, to be honest. This one's a real, like, did that actually happen? My boyfriend was like, I can't believe that that's actually been a thing that's happened, Deb. Like, that's like a dream that you'd have, like, when you're in school, like, <laughs> when you're dreaming about music in math class or something, which is honestly what I would do all day long. But about download festival and playing in a band and you know all those kind of things I really would spend all my days at school daydreaming about like uh, so it's crazy that some of those things can happen but yeah the Lamb of God thing is crazy they are my favourite band in the world like I really really love that band a good few years ago maybe Maybe like even 10 years ago, I'd met Ma and then at Download Festival and um, I told him like, you're my favourite guitarist and uh, he was really nice about it. And then one of their photographers had tweeted Mark a video of me playing uh, the solo to Grace, which was really nice. And then I think when I'd gone out to Lamb of God shows, he kind of remembered me from that and then... Yeah, Natalie of Last had me interview him in London just before lockdown, which was really, really nice. And I think from then I was like, oh, I'm in this band Harriet now. And it just was really nice and it's just taken an interest in what I'm doing. Honestly, like one of the loveliest things happened to me ever because he is my hero. And I know that like people want to uh, talk about it all the time, but he is my hero and I'd never want to make it seem like we're busy mates or anything like that. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of people want to jump to that conclusion and I would never phrase it at that. He's just been really, really supportive. Uh, it's really nice. Amazing. How nerve-wracking was the um, sound check-in with Lama God? Oh, God. I'll tell you what, I've never played so bad in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played so bad in my life. And his guitar, because it was Gibson, it was so heavy. 
like a couple of people were like why did you have your foot on the drum monitor and I was like well the strap was too low and this guitar was so heavy like <laughs> I just had to have my foot up somewhere <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah very very weird um I think there's a lot of points in that video where I look insane because you can kind of simply see in my internal thought process as it was happening. Yeah, that was crazy. I spent like the day before playing Ruin for honestly about five hours <laughs> to then play it all wrong. <laughs> That's what I mean though. Like it's just surreal how far things have come in that time period, you know, like from Lamb of God being your favorite band to be able to have these interactions now it must just be crazy like when you're walking up on that stage and going oh i'm gonna jam i'm gonna jam with i'm a god now this is a thing this is gonna happen <laughs> i'll tell you what as well we've been in the venue for like all of about five minutes <laughs> 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 and i was like oh god here we go you know <laughs> very very surreal very surreal well how did that how did that come about like did they just reach out to you and say we're going to be you then and this is what's happening or did did you ask or because that's what i did with no. this kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no uh mark had messaged me and, and said like how do you fancy jamming one of the songs during sound check and i was like oh my god <laughs> it was either it was either going to be walk with me in hell i think or ruin and i just felt like it had to be ruin very very mad very very mad but yeah crazy i didn't realize that you that i didn't realize you'd done stuff with a uh, limp biscuit oh yeah 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 people people listen I'm to this are fucking sick of it. it's all right yes yeah, it's, it's one of my only stories uh, <laughs> uh yeah so that's not true that's yeah true. there's a video on youtube <laughs> if you search the blackout limp biscuit Quick version of the story. I wrote a letter. We were on tour with Limp Biscuit. I wrote a letter to Fred Durst saying, any chance you could play this song, Counterfeit? We've never heard it live. Yeah. And then we got we got summoned to the stage and they were like, Limp Biscuit want to see you downstairs. And we were like, oh no, we're going to get thrown off the tour. <laughs> and then Fred said, if we're going to do it, you got to sing it. And um, so I, I did a four minute impression of Fred Durst to Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah, literally so. incredible. But yeah, oh it's amazing. Like, yeah, the footage is online. Um, it's got a couple of thousand views, mainly by me, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just going, did that happen? Yes, it did. I love that you're wearing a Limp Biscuit shirt now. As oh well. yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, it does. Make, yeah, it does make it look like I am one hundred percent obsessed. I could, oh, Joe, I can make it even worse. I just feel like this is by this, this, this is, is by the computer. Go, I got a Limp Biscuit flag. Oh look. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> how amazing that's one of their best tunes as well i love it yeah i love it this is the thing this is what i was going to say to you it's like with all these mad moments that are happening to you now definitely find a way to document it all 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 the time because what yeah, i didn't do i should do that i definitely didn't do enough of that and now i'm looking back in it or whatever and i'm like you know did this happen like i know it happened but yeah. In ten, you know, in ten or fifteen years, I'm going to be the old man down the pub, just reading <laughs> off names, and people are going, "Right, old man Smith, yeah, of course you did, yeah, yeah, of course you stopped Metallica from walking to into catering once, of course you did, we believe you." And yeah, it's just so yeah, try and get somebody to document as much as you can, so you've got those memories there. Well, maybe in a few years, in, in ten, fifteen years, we can just. 
have that conversation at the pub and film it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me, me, and, me and you and then loads of other people going, look at these two, these these pair of liars but yeah, that have yeah. just got together yeah. to lie to each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's been the best like out of context like unexpected moment for you so far? Like there's been things with Ed Gamble wearing your shirt on television. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That must be wild in itself. That that one was like a really weird moment. I had so many texts of people as well, like people who I haven't spoken to in years. <laughs> Uh, and that was like really crazy like uh, I think there's something really cool about seeing your band on telly <laughs> very much so yeah um, yeah uh, that one was definitely an unexpected one like an unexpected um, nutty moment for sure that one's definitely got to be the one but Ed Gamble is super lovely as well like he's a really 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 nice guy did you know beforehand that he owned that t-shirt like did you guys give him that t-shirt no, that's not really bad. <laughs> no, 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 that means he bought it. Like, that means he must have bought one. The news can wear it on telly, that's a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've made special, yeah, we've made a special Harriet tracksuit and hats and gloves. Yeah. And he's just on TV all Harrieted up, like, just wandering about. <laughs> Yeah, but it does mean, if you, yeah, if you go through your merch orders, you're going to have Ed Gamble's addresses. Send him some more. <laughs> Send him some more yeah. for free. Cheers, Ed. We did know that he had the T-shirt. I, I think he came to Art Tangent and he saw us at Art Tangent, which was really lovely. And I can't remember what shirt he's wearing there. Um, but I think, and I, this might be a big old line, I think that somebody went to a show and got him a T-shirt before Art Tangent. But I'm not too sure about that one. That might be a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we saw a photo of him being tattooed in it or something like that. And we were like, that's really cool. And then, uh, yeah, obviously hunted, which was really, really crazy. <laughs> I like to think that's the only T-shirt he wears now. Like, that's all he owns, just that one T-shirt. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Oh, what? He's, got th- he's got 365 of them. Yeah. <laughs> even better even better <laughs> yeah well thing is you'd know if he'd have 365 of them because your your merch would have gone up a hell of a lot that one day yeah. if he's just all yeah. three and, 365 mediums please send yeah. what the <laughs> fuck I'll tell you that's what we need <laughs> yeah. anybody listening to this right try and buy 365 Harriet yes. t-shirts yes, today please do Please do. <laughs> Your merch order is going to be off the chain. But I, I mean, going going back a little bit and like, you know, these full soccer moments are crazy. But like, there's a lot of talk within the industry of just like spotlight. It's not only the band, but you as a guitarist and people really, whether it be magazines and stuff, calling you a guitar hero. And there's oh people just gosh. really <laughs> just, just <laughs> showcasing your kind of riffs and your tone and your style as... As an individual, like, is that quite surreal to see that not only the band is getting attention, but you, what you're actually doing within it is getting its own spotlight? Very, very, um, very weird. <laughs> but also really lovely. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's not lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my God, it's horrible. In magazines, <laughs> next to my heroes. <laughs> ah, <bleh>. <laughs> <laughs> When will the Helen? 
Uh, I, feel, I sound like a broken record, but like it is really, really weird and lovely at the same time. Obviously, I have played guitar for like so many years, and that's like I think it depends who you speak to, whether I'm the guitarist or the vocalist in Harriet, even though I'm both. Like, I, I feel as though I think of myself more as like a guitarist in Harriet rather than a vocalist in Harriet, and I am like pleased that because that's my like main love that that hasn't been lost in like now doing vocals because I I like doing vocals but I'm much more at home with thinking of myself as a guitarist (laughs) just because that's like that's what I feel most comfortable with and what I've always done in bands whereas the vocals thing comes with its own challenges of like boring and sustaining your vocals which is a world that I've just not been really that aware of previous to Harriet and I hadn't really done vocals before Harriet so wow that's you know the, well that's yeah that's crazy to hear because yeah you you fucking smash in it so like for <laughs> yeah, you know for, for, right. for, for this to be your first project to do vocals on like wow yeah that's amazing I'll tell you what I feel like a big uh big imposter with the uh, with the vocal thing because I'm not a vocalist <laughs> do you know what I think even vo- even people who are just vocalists me um, g- get that it's like well, I'm just up here doing my barking like a dog impression and people are like oh I like this do it again and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, what's going on here what's going on here huh? I tracked some vocals yesterday and I was like oh my god are you sure you want to be a vocalist <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like when you're writing and recording vocals, like there is nothing like for me, there is nothing worse than listening back to my like dry vocal unprocessed fucking like it's, oh, get out of town. Like, but yeah, you are. Yeah. But you're killing it. You're absolutely killing it. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. How old are you when you started playing guitar? I had my first guitar when I was 10. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really pick it up properly until I was 14. I played it, like I could physically play guitar, but I just didn't have like, I wasn't obsessed with it or anything until I was 14. When I was 13, 14 was when I got into heavy music properly, like my own heavy music rather than like what my parents listened to. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but I've been introduced to metal through like, Sabbath and I made and then just priests and bands like that. Um, but then, and I'd always had that love, but then when I found my own bands, you know, like Cancer Bats and Lamb's Guard and bands like that, like then I, then I was like, hang on, maybe I could like try and play these songs. Like, cause I already, I already knew how to play guitar, but not, not amazing kind of. And then, uh, and then it was a whole new like level of being into music to be able to play it as well. So, uh, I'd say properly since I was fourteen, just because wow. of, it became a regular thing when I was fourteen. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. one of those like really heavy riffs, and you thought, "Ooh, this is I want to do this. I want to learn this." Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Ghost walking while I'm God. Like the intro riff to that, how it goes from. Like, to like fucking slamming it like <laughs> that was a riff where I was like oh my god that is 
wicked. And it's still one of my favourite riffs ever. Um, that one was one where as soon as I'd kind of figured out that I wanted to play metal maybe, that was one where I'd picked up and started playing that tune. <laughs> yeah, I played a lot of cancer bats, riffs as well, yeah. Well, just so people know how much of like a guitar nerd and into that world you are, when you're not on the road, you work in the guitar shop and you've been doing that a long time before the band as well. Um, Yeah. One question I've always wondered with this world, right? As the staff, is there a list of songs where you're like, (laughs) you can't, you can't practice that. that? Like proper Wayne's world. No stairway. <laughs> yeah. Stairway denied. Like, is there is there songs where people come in and try out guitars and they play and you're like, oh, I'm not back in black again. Uh, <laughs> Surely Seven Nation Army's got to be on there because it's yeah. one of the only songs you I can what? play. You know what? Seven Nation Army should be on there. Like, our, our shop never had a, we never had a band list, but people come in and play. Honestly, the one that used to get on my nerves and I'll probably get a lot of back backlash for saying this and I'm sorry I'm sorry but plugging baby bomb news wow guitarists are obsessed with playing it I think it's because it's it is like a complex kind of riff like I hate listening to that that one really gets on my nerves that's that is the one for me if I was going to have a band I would ban plugging baby bomb news (laughs) (laughs) But also, yeah, but also all these people in shops, they're not playing in note perfect as well. So you've got to hear a fucking, <laughs> uh, like, a, uh, like a fucking uh, terrible version of it. Like, oh. That's the thing, like, because we were by the Age of Academy, like when there's a metal show on, like, you'd have all the metal guys come in and, like, there was one day where all I heard for the entire day was, like, Trivium Riffs, which was wicked. And those are, like, good moments. Or, like, when... I feel like when Bullet played and like bands like that, it's quite nice to hear those kind of riffs rather than like plugging baby. <laughs> you don't really hear like um, people don't really play Smoke on the Water or um, like Enter Sandman and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Plugging baby would be the one that I'd be like, yeah, I, I know I'm going to hear this a lot this week or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd get yeah, I'd let them get about three notes into it, and I just shout, "Unplug, baby!" <laughs> and then I'd uh, take the guitar off him and go, "Get out." Maybe that's what that maybe that's how I should have approached it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! No, yeah, I can just imagine. I can just imagine sometimes, like you just know certain songs you're going to hear days like that being played very slowly so I'm yeah. surprised Smoke on the Water isn't one that's more regularly I would have thought people yeah, just yeah I mean I don't know whether it's like a new wave of like guitarists that just aren't aware of the Smoke on the Water trick as his first song I'm not sure <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else like Polyphia as well Polyphia that one Polyphia tune a lot of people come in and play the damn. <laughs> is it playing God? Is that what it's called? Playing God? I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, no, I, don't <laughs> I don't fucking know. I watch Polyphia oh, videos oh. and I go, oh, fair play, boys. Um, you've completed music. And then I, um, <laughs> yeah. and I, yeah. I turn away and think about all my life choices. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know any of the names of the songs. I just know they start playing them and I put my head in my hands and go, yeah, boys, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Sorry, man. Honestly, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, that was a popular one. But that's like the Ibanez players and the the people who are like really into playing. That's that, that's like a, a hot one to play. <laughs> yeah, I find that man though that um. Well, I suppose they've yeah they've probably been about nearly ten years now. I suppose like yeah for people to to have learned that as well and but yeah. I suppose they probably it's they hard. probably go. They probably go to the guitar shop to show off as well, or don't they? <laughs> well, they've got me. <laughs> I'm all there. <laughs> like, I, I imagine there's like a, a lot of people who have learned polyphia just so, right, right then. If I go to the guitar shop now, I'm going to show off to the person who's there with a the guitar today yeah. now. And yeah, yeah just know, sat in your bedroom going, I can't wait to get down there on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Never buy the guitar either. That's a good trick. Do you guess smells like Teen Spirit much? Um, uh, uh, yeah, but not loads. Like, I, uh, uh, it's really strange. Like, we used to speak about this. Like, there's not really like a, a catalogue of songs that people go to. Maybe it's because like it, it's so accessible to play whatever you want now. I don't know whether I'm reaching mm. into it to be much typical me being boring. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving you really important answers. <laughs> no, 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 that's what we want. We want the proper, the proper scoops, <laughs> the proper insight. Like, I'm still amazed the kids, like, get into Nirvana now. Like, they're like 14, 15 Nirvana t-shirts and they're learning Nirvana songs. So, like, to me, there's so much more music that you could, you know, you could start on now. But, like, for that to still happen <laughs> is, is bonkers to me. But, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say actually Nirvana was a big one actually. Like that was a, a lot of people would come in and play Nirvana tunes. Well, speaking of that, balancing the vocals now between playing guitar as well. Was there a a moment where that kind of came up and you weren't sure about it? Was it like presented to you? Did you just give it a go? I mean, how did that really start? It was before we went on tour with Svalbard. I was worried about. I used to get like head rush when screaming. Which is strange to think of now because now I don't get it. I don't know. I think when you like record in your studio and then when you first go to play it live, you try and do it exactly the same. And now I realise that with all the, the will in the world, maybe I'm shit, but <laughs> I can't do it exactly how it is on, on record. But now I'm at peace with that, hitting the head rush. Um, but I was really worried about being able to play guitar, cope with the head rush. At the same time, and I'd gone like down to a practice studio in Birmingham, and could basically I, I couldn't do it, and I was really, really stressed about it because I was like, "Oh my god, I've got like this far of like done all the tunes now, and now we're going on tour, and I don't know whether I could do this." But then it kind of just—I think we kind of write with that in mind now. Obviously, Jake plays bass as well. Like both of us are playing while singing, and now the bits that we put vocals over, we know that they can't be as complicated as like as other parts of the songs. If we're doing riffs too, like if we're playing singing, it just can't be as complicated. And now that that's in our head, I think that's it's much easier to go into playing it and feeling confident with it. And luckily, the head rush is gone. I was really, really stressed about that. For the first like few shows, I was taking paracetamol before going on, just in oh, case wow. it came up, which 
Yeah, which feels mad now. Like, yeah, I think it was just pushing too hard and probably being anxious about not being able to do it. <laughs> uh, but now uh, I just, yeah, now I just, I'm, I'm okay with it now. But yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that used to happen to me before, like, well, when we started the blackout, I was, um, DJ. Remember when, remember when bands had DJs, <laughs> disc jockeys? Bloody disc jockey I was. And I couldn't, I had no vocal talent. Some, some say I still got no vocal talent to this day. But um, at that time, I had even less vocal talent. And I was just yelling <laughs> until I got a head rush or a headache. And then just one day, I did it. And I was like, oh, that sounded cool. And I'm, yeah, I'm not going to faint. This is nuts. And then, yeah, I think you just, you just find and settle a technique that isn't, is, you know, isn't pushing it too hard. Yeah, you're totally right. My scream now is basically like, how I describe it is like, it's not like forced or it's not powerful. It's more of like, like a weird voice, like a, an impression or almost like it's more of a, rather than, you know, it being full on loud and, ripping me apart um who's some of your vocal heroes who's some of the people that you wouldn't mind sounding like i think if i could sound like one person i'd love to sound like becca mcintosh from mama's i think wow. she's the most in like insane vocalist of all time like it, it's really upsetting that they're not doing much at the moment uh i think she's She's just one of the most amazing vocalists ever, in my opinion, just because she's got such a like versatile range. You know, she can do the clean stuff, the gruff stuff, and then also like the screaming stuff. But it all sounds like coherent. Um, I know that I sing and scream, but the two sound really different. I'd love to get the blend in the middle, but it's not happening. <laughs> 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 I'm trying, and it's not happening. <laughs> So yeah, I think I'd love to sound like her. Billie Eilish as well. Like, I think she's got an amazing voice. Obviously, Will Ramos. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a, a, a genuine one that I'd love to sound like would be Becca McIntyre. Uh, nice. Sure. I love that. I love oh, that. Gretchen Dillinger. I'd love to be a hybrid of Gretchen Dillinger and Becca Marmoset. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any um, little things about being a guitarist or being so involved in that guitar world that you think people don't get or it's like it's little things that get on your nerves with it like is there any guitar gears or anything that, that kind of uh, annoy you that people don't understand sometimes oh absolutely every day is a nightmare with a hate like <laughs> every day of my life I'm sure is hell because of the hatching too you have to I've got two noise gates on the board on my board and because the hatching too it gets feedback so much and they, every venue is different and the like in terms of space how loud you can turn up how long your sound check is and the power if you've got like um, an overloaded power system it makes guitar feedback even more that, and obviously you want the dead stops, but sometimes you just don't have enough time sound checking if you're in like a sports or to dial all that in. So that's a stress that uh, that is really boring. <laughs> I mean, usually it's really 
Well, that's the thing. A lot of people listening to this do actually love hearing, you know, these these little details that they've never thought about or anything like that. So, yeah, thank you for that. That was awesome. Good answer. And I'd I'd also say maybe like, I don't know how other people do it, but I don't warm up guitar um, before playing. I don't warm up on guitar because I'm warming up my vocals. I need to find a way to be able to do both at the same time, I think. (laughs) I will find that solution and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Please do. But you said about like, you know, you guys realizing now that while writing music, you don't need to go mad with certain guitar parts or anything while there's singing over it. Is that being a, a big learning curve in terms of playing live and now thinking of more new music to write? I mean, is that something, is, is that just something as the band grows that you've seen that you, you don't have to go as in depth with? Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I came from a background where I just liked shredding all the time. <laughs> and Harriet riffs aren't really that. Like, the actual riffs are quite... They're not like a widdly-widdly complex. Like, I think it's the rhythms of them that can sometimes be complex. But in terms of, like, what we're actually playing, it, it's not, it's not, like, difficult so to say, and then the solos speak uh, for this more shreddy kind of stuff. And I think at first I was wanting to, like, shred all the time and then I realised that, like, you can't really do that with the tone that we use and doing vocals and, like, I'm much more at peace with, like, how to play guitar in Harriet now. <laughs> I've got the vibe. <laughs> I've got the vibe now. Does this mean because... You haven't got to shred as much as um, you'd like and you used to. There might be a Debbie Goff solo shredding album. It's mm. not a bad idea. <laughs> oh, God, you know what? Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe it's born here right now. <laughs> nice. Yes. Here we are. Go well, for it. Yeah, whatever happens now, we're executive producers on the album because we came up with the idea. <laughs> That's, That's it. <laughs> But what it, what is the plan with uh, New Herit Music at the moment? I mean, you guys are so busy on the road all the time. I'm you know I'm surprised you ever get a second to breathe. Never mind think of more new music. But it, it, is it just in those small gaps? Do you manage to kind of come up with stuff on the road? I mean, what what's the uh, DNA with all that? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. I think writing on the road isn't possible at the, at the moment for us, just with the, with the um, types of tools that we're doing. If we couldn't write on the road, it's, not, um, it's just not feasible for us to do it on the road. But in downtime, we had some. When we've had downtime, we we're writing and we've started doing bits towards the album. I can't say when it's going to be out yet, but it is definitely. We're trying to run the two simultaneously, um, and I know that people are wanting to hear the album, and we want to give you the album. We just need to uh, we need to have a little bit more consistent downtime to be able to push that out <laughs> but it is coming but um it's just not finished yet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i can't wait for for people to eventually hear it but debbie as we start to wind down on this conversation a little bit i mean we've talked so much about just mad experiences that has happened over these last four years and just the really wholesome and full circle elements of it all but for you personally is there anything you've learned about yourself in that time, whether it be on the road as a person, as a musician, as a guitar player, like, is there anything since all this has happened that you've really like clocked and really thought, Oh, like this is something uh, about me that, that is, that has come to the forefront. Um, I think like in a positive light, like I've always been very committed to music, like all of us would be, you know, I don't, I don't think it's something that you deep, that much like I think it's just something that you always do because you know that you love it and probably can't remember a time before it like I can't quite remember a time before being so involved in music and all of my free time being involved with it but now that it's something that I'm doing like every day I always feel a little bit proud of myself that like I really know like I really know that I love it um, and it's not just like, I think I love it. I, like, I really, really know. <laughs> uh, I think that's a lovely thing to be aware of. Like, I think I'm aware of like the decisions that I'm making are, are ones that I feel as though are definitely right for me. Obviously, there's like challenges with it. And I think feeling visible is something that I've found like quite hard to deal with. Like, there's a lot of people to talk to and there's a lot of, uh pressure that's good pressure uh but it's just learning how to challenge challenge that in a positive light like I, I don't think i don't think i'm as extroverted as i might appear sometimes <laughs> i think that's something that i'm learning after that like my social battery does drain really quick <laughs> um but yeah it's all it's all all really happy things yeah good Nice. Yeah. I think you just get caught up in so much within this industry and stuff, but to see that you're enjoying it and to see that you've had that realization that this is what you want to do and you haven't just got into a situation you can't get out of is, is really nice to see. So I'm glad yeah, you're just kind yeah. of taking all these moments in and, and enjoying yourself. 
I hope so. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I also think I also think it's inspirational as well to see your positivity, how well you're doing at the moment. Um, yeah, you guys oh. are fucking killing it. I absolutely love. I watched you last oh, year, you. 2000 Trees, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, people listening to this now, they're go- they're going to hear you and they're going to hear your positivity, and it's um it's infectious. Because oh. what we what we found is we have quite a few listeners who listen to the guests sometimes without knowing what the band sound like sometimes and um yeah so yeah we've had a lot of people who have gone on to then you know listen to a band and and love the band because of the person's positivity and yeah willing to be so open so yeah i thank you for that i thank you for that and i think anybody listening to this needs to check out harriet uh if you've got any annoying neighbors as well (laughs) stick them speakers against the wall (laughs) and play harriet as loud as you can what a band i genuinely think 2024 is going to be a massive year for you guys. I think you're going to become the forefront of British metal. You, you're smashing it. I am fucking oh, absolutely chuffed so for you. Like, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on as well. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> no, I, honestly, we've wanted to do this for a while, so I'm glad we could finally uh, get it together. But before you go, there is one story I would like um, you to share uh, to end this off, if that's all right. And Obviously, festivals is, is such a, a cool thing. Playing Slam Dunk uh, this weekend is going to be a complete party. But Oof. Download Festival is something really close to your heart. And you got to play it last year. How did it feel getting that call, knowing that you're actually on the event and then seeing the band's name on the poster? Oh, God, I'm so good. We were in the harvester and we were on tour with Rolo Tomasi. So we were in that, we just stayed around like uh, my parents' house because I was living with my parents at the time and all of us would crash there. And this harvester, I love the harvester. And I know it's not a very popular place to be out on, but I love it. Particular harvester is like where all me and my school friends go, like been there my whole life. And then we had the call in that harvester. I was like, Meant to be, it was meant to be. <laughs> and I was the drinks the shame, put him in the tango, strawberry flavour, and vanilla flavour. You know how you did with the hard mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a real like. Um, I think as well, just because I'd always had it in my head that I really wanted to play. Like it was always such a huge goal that I didn't think that it would happen at that point. Like it seemed really, really soon for it to happen, which added to the overwhelmingness of crying at the harvester. Um, but yeah, we, we seem to get like nice news when we're on tour, which is lovely because we're all together, like for like to see everyone's reactions together. But yeah, that, that is honestly like, if, the, if I never did anything with music ever again, I think... Which can't happen, by the way. Because no, it's not going to. It's not like <laughs> but if for, for whatever reason it did, that I would just be so happy that I got to do that thing because it was always it was always such a big dream. <laughs> and hopefully we can do it again. You know, like, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm sure. Prepared. I'm sure you'll be on there for many, many more years to come. Can we actually wait? It? Do you think we can actually take bets? Do you think if I went to like the bookies now and I'd be like, Harriet to play, download 2024, main stage, I don't know, third on, fourth on, fifth on. What's the odds? Do you reckon they'll take, can they take odds? 
You can you can bet for the you can bet for the headliner of Glastonbury. So I guess can it's you? somewhat yeah yeah yeah. Really? yeah. So yeah, I've looked. Hey, oh, I've looked I'm going to end up falling and I'm going to end up falling Andy Coppin now and getting some sort of illegal betting scam on the go now. Oh. oh my god! I think yeah, I feel like I couldn't say anything either way about that with betting. I can't tell you not to bet. And I can't tell you to bet on us. I'm betting on you. Yeah, I'm all in. I think you're going to be fucking, yeah. This this next record is the one that'll launch you to uh, the stratosphere. And then you'll be too big to talk to us. Um, and then we'll yes. have to do um, an episode no, slag. No, then we'll have to do an episode slagging you off in about 18 months. <laughs> so uh, keep an eye out for that, won't you? Oh, it's too many, <laughs> yeah, well, after you finish now, after you go now, we're just going to record another episode of me and Morgan doing it anyway, just in case, just in case, yeah, you get massive <laughs> before the weekend. If you get too big for us before the weekend now, that's it. We post a new oh, one. God. Yeah, honestly, Debbie, it's been great to have you on. I'm so glad we could do this. It's so amazing to see all these things and I just can't wait to, for everything that comes next and we'll see you at the pit of Slam Dunk. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I'll see you in the pit. You listen to me, Morgan? Yeah! Yes. You went evil then. Sorry, but can't help it. My natural, um, that's what, natural that's what's all, yeah, so that's what's always in me trying to get out. Um, <laughs> but yes, that was the fantastic Debbie Goff of Britain's next big giant metal band, Harriet. Yes, outstanding band. If you were at Slam Dunk Festival this weekend, make sure you get there early, see him on the Not Fest stage. And have your faces absolutely blown away, shredded off. Uh, you, your skin might be dripping, but it might it's supposed to be hot as well. So it might be a combination of two. Wear loads of sunblock because you need the from the, you need it for the sun protection for the sun and the heavy riffs. Harriet will give you live. Yes, we're going to hell, so bring the sunblock. That's a good name for a song title. Isn't it? it is a very good name for a song Same title. Hang when you use um, that. Hang when you use yeah, that. Uh, yeah, the blackout used it. And um, it was also a line from the TV show Entourage as well. Yeah, so very, very good TV show. Song. Very, uh, Harry, Harry, Harvey Gold? Ooh. Ari. Ari Gold. It's been a while since I've watched that. The Johnny Phillips of TV shows. That's what Ari, Ari Gold is. Very much Johnny Phillips. Um, for anybody... Who knows Johnny Phillips? That is a great in joke that you uh, you should be laughing at now. And if you don't know Johnny Phillips, just imagine a bastard. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> he knows what he's like. He knows what he doesn't. He doesn't listen to this, no. but he knows what he's like anyway. Wow. But uh, we, yes, thank you very much, Debbie, for coming on. We had a great time. It was a wonderful chat. It was good to hear about things that go on behind the scenes with her. And uh, the band's existence, yeah, it was a fantastic, fantastic chat. As Morgan said, go and check them out at Slam Dunk this weekend. Going to be crushing. Yes, their debut EP, Profound Morality, is available now. And they've got such a busy summer uh, with festivals all across the UK and Europe. So check out the social media and website for all those dates in full. Um, and we've got a stupidly busy summer coming up as well. So. Oh. We're going to be at Slam Dunk in the next couple of days uh, recording stuff for the podcast, so you can keep up to date with all that if you subscribe and follow us on social media at Pod. But also, we had a pretty cool announcement this week that the uh, Metal Gods of Downloads Festival have asked us back to do another live podcast stage show 
on Saturday, June the 10th. Nice. I have got a fucking hell of a weekend, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah right. So walk us through your download festival, because you're not... You are non-stop party yeah. rocking. So, no, I'm not. I take take that back right now. There will be no party or party rocking no. whatsoever. No parties will be started. No parties will be started. That's <laughs> factual. I've even, I even looked into getting a t-shirt made in a normal font that says, sorry for start the party. Anyway, so we are going up early Thursday morning. We're not going up Wednesday night like most sane people. We're going up Thursday morning. <laughs> so we get there Thursday morning. Then me and Morgan have to go and um, chat to some people for the podcast. And then that night, I am DJing at the Dogtooth stage. Dogtooth, is that right? Did I make yes, that up? Yes, correct. No, dog, dog, dog. Doghouse. Dog house. Doghouse. I'm in the doghouse. I'm in the doghouse. Dog or the dog pound. Yeah, me and Snoop. Me and Snoop Dog are at the dog pound. I've made this up. <laughs> yeah, doghouse. Whatever that fucking stage is called, it's got dog in front of it, right? Me and other members of the blackout are DJing Thursday night. Then Friday, um, me and Morgan might be doing some interviews in the morning. Then the blackout plays in the afternoon slash evening. Uh, are we doing anything that night? No, no, I think I'm I think I'm off that night, which is nice. <laughs> then um Saturday morning then we are doing our live podcast. What else? Is there anything else? I'm sure there might be something else. And then Sunday we're just gonna be around talking to even more bands. So it's basically a sandwich <sighs> of we're constantly recording, then you've gotta Fucking run off hell. and do a DJ set. You've gotta run off and play a really emotional set of your band getting back together after eight years away. And then you've got to wake up that next morning back on the stage, but this time with me um, and not a band behind you to play music. It's just me yeah. telling bad jokes and, and awkward, awkward moments. But it'll be fun. So, yeah, li literally save the worst to last. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're at Download Festival, come and see us. We're going to be at the uh, side splitter stage in the campsite site village bit is is a good 10 it's going to be a lot of fun we might even have a special guest that is on saturday june 10th um and as we said we're just going to be around the slam dunk we're going to be around the download and we're even doing another another live podcast at 2000 trees in july so it's all going on keep up to date with everything and to get announcements first before anyone else before we're even allowed to tell you about them to do with the podcast sometimes with the blackout and just our personal lives and shit we got going on Hey, sign up patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, the best way to support us. You get included into a wonderful community of people that we absolutely love. They're meeting up at all these events. They're going to be hanging out. We're going to go in, get some photos and stuff with them as well. And it's just the best thing of all time. Yes. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who's already a part of our Patreon, been a part of our Patreon. If you've considered, give it a join. As Morgan said, most of the Patreon finds out stuff first. They found out about the Blackout's hometown show. And they found out about Blackout merchant stuff as well. So if any of that stuff interests you and you would like to have a little bit of inside knowledge, patreon.com forward slash happening. If you go to the description of this podcast, wherever you are listening, you will find quite a few names of our Patreon. But right now I have to thank the top tiers. And they are as follows. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwoway, Janelle Caston, Paul Urshfield, Tony Michaels, Scarlett Charlton, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Ewan, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Emma Barber, Mitch Perry, Tom Owen, Sammy G, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnava, Jenny Robertson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, 
Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Stephen Aston, Caroline Robson, Kate Patrick, Louis Cook, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, Martina McManus, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, M. Evans Roberts, Craig Harris, Evan. Thank you very much, Sean Foynes, Kalila Keane, Adam King of the Goss Pass Law, Ollie Amesbury, Josh, how do you get 100 mass teachers into a room which only holds 99? You carry the one, crisp. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Alice Wood, Reese Bowling, Cal David Smith and Connor Lewin. Thank you very much Woo-hoo! to all of those people. Yes, we love you very, 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 very much. Thank you to anyone who's checked out this episode and for our Patreon team making, uh, letting us continue this each and every week. We'll be back next week and every Friday with a very special guest. Maybe even some bonus episodes before that. Mm, Oh, God, Uh, alive. (laughs) But until then, keep party rocking. Make sure you're prepared for summer festival. Don't party, actually. No parties allowed at all. Fuck partying. Do not But make sure you've you've got everything um, ready for festival season and you don't burn and you stay hydrated. Yes. Sun cream. Sun cream now gothics, right? Fucking get it on because you want to stay pale, don't you? So fucking get that factor 900 on ASAP. White emulsion work. No, it doesn't. Do not do not use any of my tips I've ever given you on Sapling Podcast. Right. Fucking hell. Sapling! Sapling! I've got so much to do. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.